This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. What happens when sport and politics collide? In February, SARU, South African Rugby Union, rescinded an invitation for the Tel Aviv Heat to play in the new tournament Mazanzi Challenge. The backlash to this decision was firm and swift. But what do we actually know about the Tel Aviv Heat? My guest now, Kevin Musicant, is director of both Israel Rugby and the Tel Aviv Heat, as well as the coach of both. Um, Kevin, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Kevin, rugby and Israel. Um, it's not something we normally associate the two together. Is that changing? Yes, it's changing. Um, you know, with obviously with the Tel Aviv Heat, this is not pleasant what's happened now, but prior to to this particular incident with its first professional franchise, uh, right, yes, things have got to start somewhere. Uh, one could say sort of 20-odd years ago or 25 years ago, rugby and Japan, you wouldn't uh, equate the two and, and look at what's happening now in the host of the World Cup. So the idea of um, the Tel Aviv Heat was it wasn't a, a sure thing. Um, it was an opportunity which we we um, entered and uh, got it from Rugby Europe. And uh, it's made a huge, huge difference in terms of what's happening in Israel and rugby. Can I ask, is this one of those cases where, because of you, because of your passion and love for rugby, your involvement in South Africa, your understanding of how it worked, and your passion to bring it to Israel, that has changed things? Um, well, one can't say it's about one person. Uh, obviously, everything has a catalyst. Uh, does often uh, lend itself around a coach, yes. And, of course, you know, coming from South Africa, coming with a network within South Africa, coming with a life from rugby, as a professional, of course, it's made a difference and stimulated the growth of rugby in Israel. But at the same time, without shared dreams and shared visions, they're just dreams. Whereas in this particular case, the dream was shared and uh, so far, so good. We, we're moving. You're moving and you have connections in South Africa, which makes me understand or think that the Tel Aviv heat has a lot of South African players. Can you tell me a little bit about the composition and generally about the Tel Aviv heat? So actually rugby in general, right, globally has connection in South Africa. If you look at all, uh, not all, but if you look at a lot of international rugby teams, you'll see South Africans littered all over. And that's purely because of the rich resource that South Africa has. Um, but yes, as far as the Tel Aviv heat is concerned, the majority of the players are South African. Uh, the majority of the coaches are South African too, albeit um, Israeli South African. Um, but the truth is that our backbone is South African players. And, and that is because of the network. Um, but, you know, who knows what happens in the future. We, we hope to keep strong ties with the South African players. And, of course, the South Africans love playing for the Heat. I mean, the last time you and I chatted was around um, Israel uh, UAE playing of rugby, and I think that was like the first time ever these teams have played together, which means that rugby is being used as a unifier at some level, but not in South Africa. Well, yeah, not in, I mean, South Africa, traditionally it was, um, as we know, I mean, it's the most famous story of all time regarding rugby in 1995 and the World Cup unifying country and Nelson Mandela, etc. Um, but sports in general is a unifier. You, you, there's so many happy stories around 
um, foes politically hugging and shaking hands and children playing together. And that's what, that's the beauty of being involved in sports. Uh, if, if uh, sports people wanted to be politicians, well, then they'd go into politics, but we, we get an opportunity to actually play together and we get an opportunity to be friends, even with foes. Um, and, and that's the great leveler. So, you know, of course we're referring to what's happened down in South Africa and, uh, it's a shame. It's a shame that sports isn't allowed to once again, um, break barriers. Yeah, we're going to come to South Africa in a second um, and look at the responses to uh, the Cyrus statement. Before we do, is um, do you have Arab Israelis playing on your teams as well? Not necessarily Tel Aviv Heat, but in, in rugby as well. Is there interest among Arab Israelis in the sport? Yes, there is. Um, in we have Jews, Christians, Arab Israelis, Arab Christians, Arab Muslims, both in the men's and the women's national programs. Um, there's absolutely no divide in that. So your team really is representative of, of, of all the positive that Israel has to offer. And some actually believe that that is why people did not want your team to come to South Africa because it, um, it debunks every myth that people have about Israel being an apartheid state. It's a hard one for me to comment on. As I say, you know, I, I like to stick to the sport and stick to the rugby. Um, part of things, but the truth is, you know, I, there was a Facebook post that I sort of wrote just as a wrap up on our year and certain things. And the truth is I've seen lots and lots of things on a rugby field over the last 25 years as a coach. And before that playing for 23 years, you know, it's, uh, I've seen many, many mistakes and I've seen many things that are incorrect, but I've never, ever seen ever somebody not pass a ball to somebody because of who they are. There's, I've never seen it. And I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of rugby matches and been involved in them and led programs where I've never, ever seen one particular person not play with someone because of who they are. Um, so to be honest, I don't know what, I don't know. I mean, I know why, but I don't understand, uh, how rugby, you know, sort of is, is, is the vehicle with, or sports is the vehicle in which ideology can be transferred. And the reality is it shouldn't. And within the constitution of world rugby, um, race, religion, etc., you cannot discriminate against uh, any player based on that. And it seems like Saru has actually contravened their own as well as world rugby's code on this. Do you want to just explore a little bit about what um, your rugby union and Tel Aviv Heat have asked from Saru? Yeah, again, uh, my, my biggest focus is the actual sports field. And obviously these comments are sort of for the experts. Let's put it that way, but information, uh, information as to how the process was done in terms of where the risks were. I'm talking about the security risks and uh, so far no information has been given. So, so just to recap, it's Mark Alexander said he uh, received death threats and based on that, he, uh, rescinded the invite. He didn't want, uh, he was worried about a security issue. Uh, it was not clear then, but uh, subsequent to that, it has come out that the BDS, uh, threatened, uh, that if Israel came, there would be blood. Um, so he basically caved into one pressure group. Well, that, hopefully we get some information on that. You know, the organizations are, are looking for it because we were banking on this competition. It was part of our program. 
Uh, we had other options, which we didn't exercise. This made absolute sense. It gave our players and coaches and franchise and company a full year of rugby, and uh, it was just withdrawn at the last second. And uh, SAFEB also in, in implemented or instituted a PIA application to get that information. S- uh, Saru has gone extremely quiet on the, on the matter. Kevin, what does Tel Aviv Heat and uh, what will they do now? Are there, what are the other opportunities for them? Well, the truth is this is a real, this is a real spanner in the works. Uh, bearing in mind that you have players, a squad that was waiting for a premier competition that was part of our program, um, which was going to last the better part of three, three, four months. And then we have a European competition, uh, which is called the Super Cup, which only starts in October because of the World Cup. So we would have gone um, from now into June, July, um, then started preparing for the Super Cup and had a full year of, of rugby. Uh, this is our third season now as the Tel Aviv Heat. So albeit we're a startup club, the truth is it's our third season. So this was the year which we earmarked to have a full year. And, uh, you know, that's now the brakes have been put on that. So some of our players have found short-term things. Some have got nothing. Um some we brought to Israel to to help coach and play, so it's uh, it's a real shame. Um, we're waiting for a, we're waiting for preparation for the Super Cup for now. If other opportunities do come up, then we'll have to look at it. Um, but yes, it's affected us big time. Yeah, it's very sad, and um, hopefully, uh, you know, enough pressure has been put put on Saru that similar kinds of action are not taken again in the future. But in the meantime, Kevin, I, I wish you and the uh, Tel Aviv Heat a lot of luck in your playing this year. I hope it goes well. And, yeah, please, God, we will welcome you to South Africa in the not-too-distant future. Yes, thank you very, very much. Thank you for the invites. Also, Shabbat Shalom to everybody out there. Um, and get behind the Tel Aviv Heat. You know, at the end of the day, we are going to be competing very, very soon. We're not going away, and hopefully – we can make the Jewish community very, very proud of our achievements on the field. Thank you very much. Shabbat shalom, Kevin. That was Kevin Musikant. He is director of both Israel Rugby and the co- and Tel Aviv Heat, as well as the coach of both Israel Rugby and the Tel Aviv Heat.